Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I guess. This is the first audio notes transmission of Dr. Jamie McMillan Berry aboard the DSS Amphitrite. DSS, I have recently learned, stands for Deep Sea Station. I am recording this for review by the board of the Casita Memorial Research Fund. That, apparently, is the heating system coming online. Jack, the maintenance man, I guess, he takes care of the station, told me that the sound is a byproduct of very hot water going through very cold pipes, which is how the station is heated. Apparently, it sounds quite alarming, but actually is nothing to worry about. That's how he describes most of the sounds on the station, actually. To be honest, I wasn't paying attention to most of what Jack was saying. If I'm going to be living in a tin can with billions of tons of water above me, I don't want to know how easily it can break. I do know, however, from the hundreds of these laminated info sheets that seem to be just hovering around the station, that the Amphitrite is the deepest undersea base in the world, almost three land miles down, and the second largest in the world. It has a capacity of 300 temporary beds, separated into four completely independent modules, and 20 permanent research positions in two modules. A total, when stretched, of about 400 people can be on the station at a given time. The number of souls on board at present is six. Today is my first full day on the Amphitrite. I spent yesterday morning on a series of submarines, descending despite a truly alarming pressure headache, and yesterday afternoon with Jack, going over the permanent resident section of the station and basic safety precautions. Then I had a physical. Apparently the headache is also nothing to worry about, and it usually goes away after a few days. Jack seems nice, I guess, and the captain was polite, very dedicated to the station, much nicer than the doctor, actually. The medical doctor, that is, Sidney Peterson. They were pretty short. Metaphorically, I mean. I have no room to cast dispersions on someone's height. Maybe they were just busy, or... They liked whoever had this residency before me better, or something. It's hard to say they wouldn't stop to chat. You know, I'm a little surprised at how cold it is down here with the heating pipes running all over the place. And there's condensation on just about everything. We are underwater, though, so the humidity probably shouldn't be a shock. I'm a little worried about my books, to be honest, but 
Jack told me that as long as I keep them in the cabinet provided, there won't be too much damage. The cabinet is supposed to have a seal, and surely whoever designed the fixtures knew what they were doing when the specs said watertight. I hope. Look, whoever's listening to this somewhere in the future, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't have any experience in any of the hard sciences, and the most I have in any science is writing for an economics study I helped with years ago. I'm here for a humanities residency to write something up about the philosophical implications of being this far down for this long. I don't even have any training in philosophy outside of some classes in undergrad. My doctorate is in romantic literature. I'm fairly antipathetic about the study of philosophy as a whole, in all honesty. This is about the only paying job I could find that's not on a college campus because, as I mentioned, I have an advanced degree in literature. It's not like there's an abundance of careers in the field. Come in. Good morning, Dr. McMillan. It's McMillan Berry, actually. Excuse me. McMillan Berry. It's fine. It's a common mistake running over a mouthful of a surname. Feel free to call me Jamie. What can I do for you, Captain? I just wanted to go over some basic conduct expectations on board before you've been here long enough to form bad habits. Do you have a minute? Sure thing. Have a seat. This is a very comfortable couch. Thanks. All right, so uh, a few basics. The station is under an extreme amount of pressure. The interior is pressurized to only a few atmospheres below surface level. That means that if there is a hole in the side hull of the station, the water is not going to be squirting in like in Titanic. If it hits you, it's going to be as fast and as devastating as a bullet. So what you're saying is I can't nail my diploma to the outer wall? No. Sure thing, Captain. What else? There are several doors in this section of the station that are marked Do Not Open. Never open these doors. Most of them open either to the outside or to another door that opens to the outside. And if you were to open them, you and everyone else in this section of the station would die. Very, very quickly. Not what one would call ideal. No, very much not. They're there so that if another part of the station is compromised, the permanent crew can be rescued by submarines. There are other doors that say authorized access only. You are not authorized. Those doors lead to other modules, and you have to have permission from an officer to enter those areas. You shouldn't have to go into the other modules at any time during your residency. Don't open doors. Got it so far. On the note of doors, don't leave yours propped open. If there's a leak of any kind, the door is water and pressure tight, so you won't immediately drown, and there's a basic communication capability so that you can get in touch with the surface and maybe have a chance at not dying. Jack taught you how to use that yesterday. I realize that these offices can get humid and unpleasant, but it really is a safety issue, so keep your door closed. So open doors as little as possible? Basically. Next up, absolutely no open flames. This includes smoking of any kind. Lighters are banned on the station, but people still manage to sneak down a few anyway. No fire whatsoever. We have an electric stove in the kitchen, and if you do anything while you're cooking that could potentially lead to a fire, your cooking privileges will be immediately revoked. One-strike policy. That's fair. Next, never leave a piece of electrical equipment unsupervised outside your office or in a place where it might get wet. The offices, labs, and crew quarters are designed to not have any water sources other than the heating apparatus. 
You can take electronics from place to place, but honestly, it's just safer to say the rule is to always have them with you to prevent any kind of problem. Got it. Keep it with you. Uh, what next? If you decide to prepare food, don't leave your dishes unwashed. If mold grows on anything, the whole station could be contaminated, and that is not a science project any of us want to deal with cleaning up. I can definitely keep it clean. This goes for your quarters as well. You can only have perishable food in the kitchen, you can have non-perishable food in your office, but only water is allowed in your quarters. Can do. What else? Our general fraternization policy is that you should follow the rules of your institution. If they say you can copulate with co-workers, go right ahead. That being said, pregnancy is prohibited. Like the potential for mold in the air circulation, no one wants to find out what effects a high-pressure system has on gestation. There is a wide variety of birth control available. Just ask Peterson. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to be a problem for a wide variety of reasons. If you're sure. General behavior expectations. Keep your workspace clean. Use shared resources like the kitchen and recreation area fairly. Don't have parties without authorization from an officer first. Wait, where are these other officers? Are there more than just you? And who exactly am I going to be having a party with? The fish? These regulations were written with a bigger permanent crew in mind, with officer positions to match. I'm required to give you this information, so if you could keep the interruptions to a minimum, I would appreciate it. One of the big things is not to take other people's property. Especially their food, without their permission. We have a limited number of personal effects, and since direct contact topside is infrequent, other people's resources are their own. If you want something, I'll put it in requisition. Other than that, you're limited to common resources in the pantry or unmarked in the fridge. You're alright? You look a little peaky. I'm fine. I was just uh, remembering something from my co-op in undergrad. Have a lot of kitchen-related drama? Yeah, uh, not in the way you're probably thinking. It it was more most people not making dinner on their assigned days. Um, anyway, what's next? Well, we have visitors to the Amphitrite more or less constantly. For the most part, they're here for the communications array and to refuel before continuing to whatever their next port is. Because of this, and this is more of a guideline than a hard and fast rule, we ask that you use the internet as little as possible, especially when we have guests. Also, try to only use the computer in your office for work. There's a terminal in the common room for personal use. So, no wasting away my time on Twitter? No. Well, that's all I'm required to impart. I am leaving you a manual of modifications you can make and proper usage of your office. There are specifics. Uh, Feel free to come by my office and ask for any clarification. Have a good afternoon, Jamie. You too, Captain. See, I had assumed it was leave the label if it's yours rules, like it was in my co-op. I didn't realize I was going to need snack food at 10,000 meters below sea level. I was just so despondent at the prospect of unflavored applesauce that I took half a box of Cliff Bars from the cupboard with the intent to hoard them until I could ask someone how food is supposed to work down here. Well, water under the bridge, I guess and over the bridge. And if it gets in the bridge, we all die horribly. Those cliff bars are mine now, is the point. I know I blocked out this time for making notes, but I'm going to get some tea. It's definitely cold enough for tea.
Peterson. What makes you so sure I'm the one who took your goddamn Cliff Bars? I don't even like peanut butter. Guess I was totally wrong about that one. Certainly not the first time. You need to learn some goddamn respect, Sydney. What do you want, Barry? It's McMillan, Barry, actually, but feel free to call me Jamie. Sure. That'll happen. So, Sydney. <laughs> so, Dr. Peterson. What was that all about? Phaedra needs to learn to be a little less protective of her cliff bars is all. That didn't seem like everything that was going on. You know how I spell not your business? F-U-C- Fine. Point made. I'm sorry. Did you want something? I was going to make some tea, but you're right in front of the stove. Thank you. You're doing medical research, right? What's your focus? I'm here on a grant from NASA looking into how long-term high-pressure environments affect the skeletal system. They want to see if hyperbaric treatment could help offset the many, many ways zero-g living messes with the human bone structure. Hard to justify shipping an entire hyperbaric chamber into low Earth orbit, so here I am. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Okay. So, the DSS Amphitrite is the deepest manned station at just over 10,000 meters deep. It's the largest permanent station in the Western Hemisphere, only surpassed by the DSS Varuna, located off the east coast of Sri Lanka. That's pretty neat, right? You were literally the only person on this station that didn't already know that. There's no need to be rude about it. What are you even doing here? This is a research base? The liberal arts have a fair bit of research to do too, you know. On what? Feelings about the ocean? Couldn't you do that from a lighthouse somewhere? Sure, I could've, but that's not nearly as fun. Is that why you're down here? To have fun? I'm down here. I'm down here because I wanted a different life than the one I was going to live, okay? So I applied for the residency, and you know what? I got it. I got in. I live here now. So you can think whatever you want about who I am and what I do, but I would really appreciate it if you just kept it to yourself. Damn, I left my tea. Oh well. You know, I can take that kind of the humanities aren't real BS 90% of the time, but sometimes, God, sometimes. I'm sure that Sydney is a nice person, but that was a terrible comment to make. Now I'm cold. I really could have used that tea. I'm glad there's a window in this office. Or a porthole, I guess. It's just black. There's nothing to see out there. It's almost a nihilist nightmare. This little refuge in the void. When I first got down here, I thought it would be that nightmare. I thought it would be ceaseless existential horror. To look out and see the abyss and remember that if there's even the thought of a crack anywhere in the hull, we'll all immediately be crushed under the pressure. But now... I don't know. I guess there's something almost comforting about knowing there's something bigger out there. It's how I used to feel when I would look up at the stars with... When I would look up at the stars. You know, that's not a bad idea for a research topic. The philosophical resonance of the deep, dark, empty ocean outside? That could be interesting, actually. And the trench? There's something to think about down there. I don't 
miss Philadelphia as much as I was expecting to. I have my books, and I have my couch, and I've got my sweaters. What else did I really have back home? What in the hell have you gotten yourself into this time, Wendy? Come in. Hey, can I come in? Yeah, sure thing. You left your tea in the kitchen, and I thought you might want it. It can get pretty chilly down here. Thanks. That's really sweet of you. You're Dr. Ramirez, right? The one and only. But I go by Mona. It's nice to meet you, Mona. I'm Jamie. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, too, Jamie. I couldn't help but overhear you and Peterson in the kitchen. Eavesdropping, were we? Well, we have to have something to gossip about. And the new kid's not enough? <laughs> Good gossip thrives on drama. I guess that's true. Just so I'm not too far behind the rumor mill, you're down here for biological research, right? Yeah. I'm primarily looking at microscopic organisms that live in the water, but there are a few megafauna down here I'm interested in. There's just... Uh, the ocean is filled with so much, you know? When you look outside, it seems desolate, but there's so much life, even even down here, where the sun will never... T um, what, are you, what are you doing? Hang on, I'm just grabbing... So, this is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I just thought of this quote from it while you were talking. The sea is everything. It covers seven-tenths of the terrestrial globe. Its breath is pure and life-giving. It is an immense desert place where man is never lonely, for he senses the weaving of creation on every hand. It is the physical embodiment of a supernatural existence, for the sea itself is nothing but love and emotion. It is the living infinite, as one of your poets has said. Nature manifests herself in it with her three kingdoms, mineral, vegetable, and animal. The ocean is the vast reservoir of nature. That's beautiful. Jules Verne, man. Yeah. Look, don't worry too much about Sydney, okay? They can take a while to warm up to people. I don't know, they seemed pretty equivocal about hating me before. Nah, they're just a softie, really. You just have to wait them out. Well, you're the expert on the crew of this station, so I'll defer to your experience. So you should. Right. Well, thanks again for the tea? Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I should be getting back to my lab, but I'll see you around. Sure thing. Don't be a stranger. <laughs> I won't be. Oh, it might go a long way with Sydney if you told Phaedra that you were the one who stole the cliff bars. Noted. For future reference, do you know everything that goes on down here? No, just most things. Talk to you later. Oh, Wendy, you're in so much trouble. That Jules Verne quote might be a good framework to start thinking about the depth of the ocean. It's a thing that gives life, but that doesn't mean it's not hostile, I suppose. Honestly, I don't think anyone is actually going to listen to these notes, so I'm not going to bother editing this. I don't have that much more to say, and I have to nut up and tell Phaedra about my theft. So I guess... These have been the audio notes of Dr. Jamie McMillan Berry, signing off. Under Pressure is a production of the Procyon Podcast Network. This episode was written by Margaret Clark and directed by Margaret Clark and Phoebe Siders. The role of Jamie was played by Madison Schaefer. The role of Captain Aspros was played by Danielle Shamaya. 
The role of Dr. Peterson was played by Jory Taylor, and the role of Mona was played by Thea Rogers. The show is edited by Aaron S. Dominic Wright composed our theme. To find out more, please visit underpressurepodcast.tumblr.com or find us on Twitter at U underscore P underscore podcast. If you'd like to support us, the show is on Patreon at patreon.com slash underpressure. Please remember to rate and review. Thank you. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish.